Welcome to another episode of Life Talk. Uh, today I have a special guest, a good friend of mine for already two, three years. Um, currently in New York, taking care of his uh, community, his staff, and uh, giving a lot of value on the current situation in the world um, regarding COVID-19. Um, I'm really, really honored to introduce you as my guest today. Um, Max, how are you? What's up, Jesse? I'm, um, I'm glad to be here, man. I'm glad to be talking to you. I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to make the best of this situation. I'm um, seeing a lot of positives in it. Uh, of course, the negatives are every, uh, easy to see for everybody. The negative is people dying and the misery and things like that. But I'm just trying to find the positive because if all you see is the negative, it's going to be overwhelming and depressing. So what can you do at this point, you know? Very true, very true. And um, uh, when, when it comes to your, your business, um, like the mezzanine is closed, but you're still processing online orders, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of online business and I'm making trips to, uh, you know, the office and uh, sometimes my staff and, and, and we also come in, come in, you know, they come in voluntarily because, you know, they got to eat, bro. They got to make money. And I have, you know, thousands of clients that spent uh, so much money, right? And they have to get taken care of. The employees have to make money. The business has to run. <clears throat> Luckily, I could do it online and I could make it, make it happen and survive and eat. But other people are in uh, big trouble, bro. So, you know, the world is uh, in, in big trouble in general. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get you. And you, you, um, you texted me the other day. I think we were going to do the podcast that day. And you were like, uh, bro, like there was some like something with the, with the, um, the landlord. Landlord. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, listen, they, they, yeah. they, I called up, bro. I got like five kilograms of gold and like half a million dollars worth of jewelry in my office. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can't come in. I'm like, what, bro? <laughs> I spent $1.2 million in rent in this building, bro. Yeah. $1.2 million in rent. I've been paying $10,000 a month since 2008. And the motherfuckers got the nerve. I'm sorry to use the language, man, but they got the nerve to tell yeah. me that I can't come in to my office. <clears throat> so whatever, I handled that. I'm just not gonna. Yeah, go okay, into that, it. That, that's, I good, that's good. I mean, listen, I would have jumped over the fence and cracked them right in the face. <laughs> I'm, not, 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 I'm not playing around, bro. It's like imagine yeah. you're coming home after a long day's worth of whatever, yeah. and someone says, "No, you can't go into your apartment." Like, I feel you, me? bro. I feel you. And for for everybody's listening that right now, um, it's it's technically your second home, right? It's like where every, like a lot of jewelry is stored, a lot of uh, things are happening. To it's my livelihood. It's, yeah, exactly. The and, only time someone would ever say that, and you know, yeah, maybe in, in Nazi Germany, somebody would have had a jewelry store, and then one day, because I read this book uh, called The Wall. And then one day you wake up and they say, you can't come to your store. You can't do this. You can't do that. That's supposed to happen in, in, in America. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the middle of this shit for, for someone to tell me, oh, you can't come into your office. What man? Forget about it. I didn't even yeah. want to hear that. I was like, mm -hmm. are you out of your mind? That's wild. Whatever. The bottom so, line is it's, mm -hmm. it's tragic. People are, are behaving the way they are. People can't handle this type of problem. It really comes down to every man for themselves at this point. That's mm -hmm. the way that that type of event makes you feel. 
And for everybody listening right now, um, Mexicans is not only my friend, but he's also one of the realest persons I know. Uh, he tells you like it is, whether you agree with him or not. Uh, he has no filter. And um, it's rare, you know, like society these days, um, you can't trust nobody. Everybody's filtering. Everybody's pretending to be someone they're not. And then I met you. So I think that's, that's something that uh, is, is a quality that I hope you never lose. And also the reason why I encourage anyone that's listening to follow you. Uh, because you put information out there, bro. Like um, you're now doing videos um, on the, like what's happening real time with COVID-19. <clears throat> A lot of valuable information, sometimes confronting. Um, what, how is that going? Like what, what is the response you get on that? And, and how is that like affecting you? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's affecting me in a positive way because the thing is, it, it works like this. When I started saying sh uh, things about COVID-19 and there's going to be shutdowns and this, that, and the second and the third, people said I was crazy. They're like, you're a jeweler in the diamond district telling people that the United States government is going to shut down in, in a couple of weeks. You're stupid and you're insane. You're making yourself look dumb. That's what they said to me. However when the United States government actually did shut down, then it was like, wait a minute now, I've been calling this guy stupid, but actually what he said actually happened exactly as he said it. So maybe he's not as stupid, maybe, I don't know. So those people that I shifted their perspective, they are looking at me and they're looking at me um, uh, slightly differently now. They're looking at me with more caution before they move their thumbs and start writing that because I told them A, B, and C is gonna happen, and they're CNN didn't tell them the same thing. Before they move their thumbs, they think twice. That's what. That's what. Where, where we're at at this point. Wow. Yeah. And um, I I see that you now also started a new page talking about that as well. Um, like like how how in depth do you go? Because what is your current opinion about this whole pandemic? Um, like you share different perspectives, but but we have been my yeah mm -hmm. my perspective is 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 at this point on the whole thing is spiritual really <clears throat> because you know it's necessary for the society to go through this because this society if it wasn't this it would have been something worse right the way i view this as the whole civilization of the human race is like a uh, a teenager that's uh you know got into a car accident Right, And if they didn't get into this accident now, they would have got into something worse down the road because they needed to learn because their behavior was very bad. And you know, you're, if you're a teenager, you don't want to be in a car accident. right? Uh, and uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because when I was 18 years old or 19 years old, before I turned 20, um, I, the last stupid thing I did as a teenager is I smoked a lot of weed. And I, and I went to go pick something up in Manhattan. And I crashed into an 18-wheeler on the Queensboro Bridge. And it went like this. I was driving, and I was smiling ear to ear. You know what I'm saying? And then, boom, the airbag exploded right in my face. And the thing is, when I finally got home, I'm like, why was I doing that? You know, it was time for me to learn. And this is pretty much what's going on in this civilization. We're going to have to go through this because, one, None of this had to happen when, when, uh, follow the events. 
when the outbreak came out in Wuhan, the doctors in the hospital saw it. They're like, okay, two <clears> patients today, four patients the next day, eight patients the day after that, 16 the day after that, picking up the phone saying something is wrong. The officials in China said nothing is wrong. Shut up. They kept saying that this is happening. They arrested them and kept it under lock. Then when the whole city was overwhelmed and people were dying, they locked down the city, kept it a secret from the world, prevented the, the air travel from, from Wuhan to anywhere in China, but let it spread throughout the rest of the world. So you couldn't do worse than that. You're shutting up the doctors, then you're mm -hmm. shutting down the city, and you're letting the city travel around the world, but not to the rest of China. So now the whole world got infected. And now the world, where's the world response? Okay, China's bad. They did it. The Communist Party did something nasty. Now the rest of the world, the, the virus is everywhere. Oh, nothing is going to happen. The whole city of Wuhan has been locked down for two months. The people are being locked in their buildings over there. Locked in their buildings. And then now officials here in New York or officials in wherever, in, in uh, any city in the world, Paris, London, Oh, this is nothing. Don't worry about it until it's too late. So everybody has been misbehaving from beginning to end, except the doctors that were sounding the alarm in Wuhan. <clears throat> and now we're in this situation. So, you know, what can you say, man? I mean, with global warming and with serious problems that are uh, bearing down on this civilization, you can't have this type of level of stupidity going around. It's going to be the end of the world. We've got nuclear weapons. We've got serious technologies. We've got artificial intelligence coming along. We've got all sorts of crazy weapons and all sorts of things going on. We can't behave like this. We've got to smarten up. And if this is what it takes to smarten up, if it takes this car accident to smarten up, then this is what it takes. And that's it. And one thing you just reminded me of is like when you and I were like saying – you know, wear a mask, right? We got some hate on that um, early in the beginning. And now everybody's like, oh shit. Yeah. Now, now they're like, you know, advising us to wear a mask. Um, but like we've been saying that in the beginning, matter of fact, because of you, I, I was able to get some masks um, and, you know, was able to get some, give some to uh, family, people that need them. Uh, so thanks to you. And like, I think even, you know, when I was in New York, like, you know, giving them out to communities with uh, like a spray bottle, like of seven yep. alcohol. So uh, um, there was no like, you know, um, hoarding or anything bad that we were doing. We were like trying to like help and put people's perspectives and make them think for themselves. But um, let me say a word on that. man. First and foremost, the CDC and everyone else in the government instead of saying, hey, we don't have enough masks for everybody, try to make your own, or this is what you can do. They said masks don't work. So the, dumb, the dummies of society, right, when I'm doing the research and I'm saying, listen, you need a mask that can filter out this airborne virus, right? They're saying masks don't work, wash your hands. They're saying misleading information that's getting more people sick, that's making it worse for the first responders because they're dealing with way more patients than they should have been dealing with. If people just sat there and day one said, you know what, put on a mask, use a scarf, layer it up with, you know, these types of materials, one uh, cotton layer, one uh, 
layer of polyester, one other layer, layer it up, protect yourself and wear a mask. Instead of doing that, they decided to tell people that masks don't work. And, um, and some of the dumb, the dumb dumbs out there that are looking uh, at, at us protecting ourselves and protecting our community from the spread of the virus, protecting, I'm not just protecting myself, okay? I have a, you know, chronic bronchitis. If I get this uh, problem, I'm going to end up dying. Why do I want a healthcare provider sitting there wasting a hospital bed and wasting all this extra stuff to sit here and uh, watch me die? What's the point of that? Why don't I just put on a mask, right? And the dum-dums are saying, hey, this doesn't work, this, that. Then they changed their, the CDC, and now they're saying, well, masks prevent you from spreading the disease, but it don't prevent you from getting it. Now, that's even more dumb. How is it possible? Is a mask like a, a revolving door? How is it letting it not out, but, not, but, not, but letting it in? It's just insane, and it's just yeah. the dumbest it's dumb from beginning to end and it's parallel to evil really so whatever man now they're saying yeah. like you wear wear a scarf right yeah yeah um, wear a cloth it's just yeah. nonsense mm -hmm. what they're saying is this is what they're saying what they're saying is we're too dumb to solve this problem we're going to collapse the economy and reset the whole monetary banking system because we brought it down with our, with our stupidity that's what they're saying to me mm -hmm. when they say shit like that how do you um, like deal with this, you know, now like working, going into the office? I've seen it when I was in New York, you know, we, for everybody listening, you know, uh, before all this, uh, Max and I had an idea to like create like this women's line, women's jewelry line, kind of like thing to collab. Uh, then this happened. I've been in the office a few times. I see now how you deal with online orders. Um, like there, there is... A lot of orders like uh, in backlog right now. They're like, <clears throat> yeah. um, how how are you coping with this? Like, I I've seen you deal with this, but like, can you please explain to the listener? Because I saw like what you were going through in the office. I felt for you. Listen, I'm rebuilding my business. What what uh, this is what it is. You know, um, it, it it whether it's a tornado or a virus or what have you. Yeah. It is what it is. I have to rebuild my business. Um, uh, Luckily, I stocked up on the necessary things, gloves, alcohol, and things like that to handle the jewelry, to equip my um, uh, staff so we could go and we could reopen um, our production, process the jewelry, ship it out to the customers, and, you know, do what I have to do to survive and stay afloat. What do you do to boost your immune system? <clears throat> well, I have um, elderberry. That's the best. Uh, every morning I take a little shot of that. I have a bunch of uh, vitamins, vitamin C, garlic powder. You know, you could go through a whole lot of, just go to Amazon and look, and look at all of the variety of different uh, extracts that they have and make a little cocktail for yourself. You can't go wrong with all these roots, the thyme extract, um, you know, uh, essential oils, all of that stuff is very beneficial. So I go and I, and I do that, and my immunity and, and my breathing and everything like that has been be becoming to be even better. Oh, that, that's good to hear. Um, do, what, when do you plan to, like, reopen, like, slowly? Is there anything, like, any insight on that? Listen, the real future of what's going to be happening here is 
opening or reopening, this city of Manhattan is going to be finished for a year, year and a half. And people are going to have to deal with that and figure that out at the least, right? Until they find the cure or vaccine. There's 277,000 people infected here right now, right? I'm just going to look at the numbers real quick in the United States, right? The U.S. has 985,000. We're closing in on a million in a day. Today is 24,000 new cases. Yesterday was 35,000. The curve so is New not York really is having that, right? New York is 293,000. It's not really flat now. New Jersey is another 100,000. And Massachusetts, 54,000, uh, right behind it. So, um, you know, the, the tolls and the numbers are no good. 288,000 people in New York, or by now it's 293. <clears throat> and out of those recovered are only 40,000 or so. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of people that are not even recovered. How, how many of those are going to recover permanently? How many of those are going to be in serious condition? How many of those are not going to recover at all? Um, how many people don't we know that have it? And when they're going to open up to this, this economy and people are going to, they're going to be out there, it only takes like 10 or 20 people. It only takes one really to restart the problem. If you're going to have a thousand people out there, just 1000 that are still infectious and they're going to be spreading that infection in, in a restaurant or in this or in that, where people gather or in a subway then you're going to be right back where you started, if not worse, within 30 to, to 60 days. So, okay, we open up in May. We're going to be closed in August. That's it. Plus, plus, plus we have the flu then as well on top of that um, with the, the fall. But like what, what I've been thinking about, right? So we're working towards this new normal society, right? I've, I've said this before, um, like, we're used to like giving each other a hand. But if you think about it, I honestly wouldn't mind to just not give people a hand. Like I'm okay with just this or like, you know, how yeah. you do in Japan. You've been to Japan. Of course. Um, That's why they do it. Yeah. And I think I'm like, when you think about it, it's like, why would I need to have your germs, your viruses, whatever you have in your hands? Yeah. Like, or you didn't, you went to the toilet or you didn't, and you didn't wash your hand. Why do I want to yeah. like, so. Well, listen, if I'm shaking hands with yeah. you, I prefer to shake hands with you because we know we're both normal people that washed our hands. Yeah. But there's so many nasty people that show up and then you're like, you have to shake hands with them that are just nasty, right? If everybody, bro, we wouldn't have this problem if people were me, like me and you, okay? We're two different people, but at least we're both civilized and we're going to act like human beings. I'm not going to do something that's going to make you uncomfortable. You're not going to do something that's going to make me uncomfortable. That's why we're friends. That's why we're talking to each other now. But there's people out there that really have sinister things in mind. They'll do something nasty and then they'll come and they'll shake your hands and they think that it's fun. To that I was just, you know, had my hand down my pants, and now I'm shaking hands with this with this jeweler in the diamond industry. Ha ha! That's how they think. So in that regard, bro, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? These people are nasty and they're disgusting. And True. New York is a is a savage place. <laughs> it's a it's a crabs in a barrel situation. So True. of course we have to do it like in Japan, just, hey, nice to meet you, pleasure to meet you, nice to meet you. That, that's, that's the evolution of a civilization, of society. It is what it is. I'm glad, I'm glad you say that because I was thinking about this. Like, you know, I wouldn't mind. The dream is coming true for some people and it's turning into a nightmare for somebody else. Yeah.
that all depends on what niche you're in and where you win and how you win. Like right now, with the economy going the way it is, the gold price is increasing, things are happening that are pretty serious. So I'm gonna find a way to win. And for me, I'm gonna try to rise above and actually improve my quality of life while this is happening. And believe it or not, Jesse, the quality of my life has already been better than it was before. Because before, as you know, I was going to the Diamond District, working like a dog, battling people times. left and right, yeah. and going crazy. You know what I'm saying? I now I wake up, I'm staying home for days, I'm working from home, and I'm developing a new style of business. So my life has gotten better. If you're a healthcare worker, your life has not gotten better, bro. If you are in a Broadway play and Broadway's closed and it's not going to open for a year, your life has turned miserable. If you had one of the most amazing restaurants in New York City, your life has went from here to nothing. You have nothing in your life now. Your whole life you were a restauranteer. Your, your, your whole life you were a chef. Now what do you have? Nothing. True. Right. But if you're a jeweler and you're working with precious metals, you're rising. So someplace you could find your happiness. You could find your victory. You have to find it and envision it. And again, if it's your time, it's your time. I had a very hard time for a very long time because it wasn't my time. It is what it is, bro. I love that. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm going to uh, keep you updated on, you know, on that move, which is not going to happen anytime soon. Um, well, why do you okay. want to leave Amsterdam? What, what's calling you to New York? Well, well, business, obvious, and obvious reasons. And um, um, like, I, I, my, my vision is this. I want to do it for a year. And then I want to kind of like, like see where I want to settle. Right. Um, because New York, like you, like I've seen you and I've seen you go to work. You have a lot on your plate, like a lot of stressors daily, a lot of bullshit you have to deal with. New York is just a lot, like a lot of um, things going on, a lot of bullshit. So it's great for like hustle, like you just mentioned and just like, making it happen and putting it into gold or whatever. Um, but ideally, like, this is me. I'd go somewhere like Hawaii or uh, yep. wherever, right? And you know how much I travel already. So, location. So, why are you saying New York if you'd like to go to Hawaii? Because for one year, I just want to, like, establish, like, like, like my business, um, because right now everything is is operated from Amsterdam, and I want to like start that in in the U.S. Um, and and New York is just the best way to do it. I've 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 come to know so um, that that's pretty much why, man. Yeah, I hear you. And you know, like life is like you just said, life is dynamic. I don't even know. Like I could literally move, and the economy goes like super well, and 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 the gold price goes up, or. At this point, like, I think you, everybody else, like you take it day by day and you innovate your business model uh, the best way. You know, like I just recently published a book. If I didn't do that, you know, I'd be going through hard times. Like I have property, I have tenants that I send out. I'm like, you know, I said, go back to there from Spain. I'm like, go back to Spain because they're going to close the border. I don't want you to be here with your family. They're like, yeah, but you're going to come after me with money. Like, I'm like, no. I don't want your money. This is, this is an emergency. Go back to Spain, go to your family, mm -hmm. forget about it. You can go back to your, to the apartment when, when, you know, when it's clear. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
yes, financially, this this is a challenging time for me. But a shit show, time, yeah. yeah. But at at the same time, you know, you 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 innovate. You try to like balance it out with other things. So um, that's why I think your story is so inspiring. Where you're saying like the whole diamond district is closed, but you're still somehow able to produce. Yep, I'm, I have no choice. I mean, people yeah. are crawling back in there little by little because they realize it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, the diamond district is at a disadvantage because most of those people are old. So for them to go risk, you know, uh, their 60s, 70s, um, uh, late 50s, for them to go risk and go out and, and contract this virus is, is is super dangerous, you know, overweight and all that other stuff that they're, they're not in the shape to do that. So for them to show up and, and go back to the diamond district is a big mistake. So the diamond district, if it's going to shut down and I'm going to be only the only game in town over there, then listen, it is what it is. I'm going to make the most out of it, man. I'm going to survive. I'm going to make it do what I have to do. Take care of my customers, build my life. I, I saw this coming from a mile away True. relative to everybody else. So I'm going to do what I can to, to make sure that I prosper, bro. I love that, bro. Thank you so much for um, for your time, and I look forward to seeing you again. Um, and um, yeah, stay healthy, bro. Anytime, Jesse. Man, I'd like yeah. to hear what your fans think about this conversation. Yeah. So um, follow my man uh, Trex NYC at Trex NYC uh, for anything related to uh, news, uh, COVID, and uh, I think it's at Trex underscore news, right? Yep. Yeah. So um, make sure to check him out. And um, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it. All right, Jesse. Thank you. All right.